Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 29. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to start our new arc. You've heard of Cruel Control? Well, this is Gruel Control. Hit our theme song. Hey, Ryan, we're back for another adventure. How you doing? Oh, good. What's going down? A whole bunch. We got a new arc starting up. We got all sorts of new fun stuff to talk about, and um, I think it's going to be a really good show from here on out. Yeah. What are we uh, What are we calling this arc? What are we calling this arc? I think this arc will be called the Arc of the Opposition. Arc of Opposition. Oh, and my phone is already going off. I am the worst podcaster on the earth. Yes, you are. Could be because I'm super tired, though. Why are you tired, Ryan? Uh, whew. Funny thing, uh, you know my pregnant wife, Rebecca? Yes, I do. I know of her. Um, she decided to have our baby. What? Yeah, like 12 full days early. <laughs> I'm Which, sure that was amazing. After nine months, doesn't seem like a whole bunch of time, but in the nine months that we had to, you know, finish our basement, do our landscaping, finish our garage, our house, baby room, everything was going to be finished in the next like five or six days that I had off from work this rotation. And we had the carpet guy come the day she went into labor. Ooh. Not on purpose. Um, the landscaping, like uh, the excavator guy that was taking our dirt pile. Right. Same day. Oh, my. The day that the baby gets born, the cabinets are all in for the basement and the bar and blah, blah, blah. Nice. And my dad was going to come down this weekend, like today, to do the doors for the bathroom and the bedrooms in the basement. Not anymore. Huh. Yep. So baby who knew yeah who knew that there was such a what do you call that an upwelling in your life uh yep nope nope no more plans just mm, baby just baby uh i did a, i did end up uh drinking some beer though me yeah, and my brother went out for a celebratory drink and we went to the bar at the university because we went to university hospital right and we go down into the bar into louise and we sit down no we don't need menus we're just having one drink we're celebrating oh great okay so she comes back she takes our she took the menus away she comes back and uh, what are you celebrating? Well, I said, okay, I'm, I'm a dad now, da-da-da. Oh, congratulations, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. and then she brings us our bill because we were only having one drink. And I was thinking, you stunned bitch. You didn't even <laughs> give me a free drink. That was the whole plan. Was to use your new fatherhood to... Oh, yeah. Why don't we go score free drinks and free cards when we're done hosting the show today? I'm into all of those things. Boom. I'm not going to stop using that excuse until I've gone to all of my regular places. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I blame you. You know, Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, it's like when we went on our honeymoon. You just tell people, oh, yeah, we're on our honeymoon, and they just give you free shit. I would use that whenever we go on a holiday anyway. Uh, yep. I'm going to start doing that yep. also. Yep. Pro tip. CCO pro tip. Go and tell people you had a baby or tell them you're on your honeymoon and you are pretty much free free stuff. Yeah. You want free stuff? Lie. <laughs> That's yeah. not exactly how I would put it. Yeah. But Learn to lie, kids. <laughs> yes. Just like play your utility lands. <laughs> the okay. lying is the utility land of real life. <laughs> yes. There it is. That is it. CCO okay. wisdom. Uh, shout outs and um, social media coordinates. You do those, I'll do the shout outs. Okay, social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on the Twitter and on the tappedout.net, which is where you can see the list that we're talking about today, any list that we're going to talk about in the future, some we haven't talked about yet. We are Commander Cookout on the Gmail, on the Google Machine, on the Google Play, on the iTunes, and on Commander Society. If you want to interact with us there, by all means, uh, if you want to send us. What do people like to send us? They like to send us suggestions, questions, fan mail, not fan mail. You want nudes? to burn us down? No nudes. 
Oh. I always say no nudes. It's no nudes. Uh, we got suggestions for the Grimlock list already. Ooh. Yeah. That Grimlock list is so fun. Yep. Definitely. This was good. What was the suggestion? Uh, I haven't read them yet. You're more savvy uh, what, with social what media. What the heck is me. it called? The uh, Cultivator's Caravan? That's the three drop vehicle that you tap for a man of any color. Ooh, the rock that turns into the 5-5 five, five dude? Yeah, that. Or the 6-6 six, six dude when you have Grimlock? That. Excellent. Uh, no, he's a 7-5 dude when you have Grimlock. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, power oh. is better than toughness, yes, says it is. Grimlock. Yes, he does. Yeah. I'm sure he would say that if he was a real person. Yep. Yes. Excellent. Thanks so thanks for sending those in. Keep them coming. Yep. And uh, shout-outs. I, I definitely have a shout-out to the guys at Commander's Brew, and I know that we've t- talked about them on the last couple shows or whatever. Funny thing is, when Rebecca gave me the call to come home, it was literally at the very worst possible time that it could be at. It was at 10 o'clock at night, and doing the math on when flights out of the, the, the city I was in fly, and when they come back to the beautiful, wonderful city of Saskatoon, the the greatest amount of time would be from 10 p.m. to 10.30 a.m., and she called me at 10 p.m., So I was up all night finishing up work stuff, packing, what have you, driving an hour into the city, sleeping for an hour at the airport and getting onto two separate planes to get back to Saskatoon. And when I was doing all of that, I had two unlistened to Commander's Brew podcasts and Andy and Sean kind of kept me level. (laughs) And I've been listening to podcasts for a long time and... That was the first time I thought, holy shit, this is like a real life podcasting save the day experience. Shout out to those guys big time. Keeping you away. How did you sit on two separate airplanes at the same time? I got big balls. Ooh. <laughs> no, no, I, I had I had a connecting flight out of or through Calgary. Right, so it wasn't two. It was like two planes. It was like a two plane consecutive and plane. planes. Yes, okay. a plane and then a different plane. Okay. See, yeah. Yeah, that does make a lot more sense. So yeah, lots of fun, lots of crazy, crazy week, crazy week. It's a good week though, and we're back here on the air sharing with everybody. Yeah, that's it. And exactly. who are we talking about today? Uh who are we talking? Oh, Wart. Wart. <laughs> Wart. <laughs> Not the Super Mario Brothers two villain, but Wart the Raid Mother. Yeah, let's give her a read. Yes. Let's give her the CCO read. Yes. Let us give her the read. Oh, technology. Wart, the Raid Mother, is a legendary creature, goblin, shaman, for six. Four, and then, what do you call the hybrid, man? We've got to come up with, like, a word. Uh, gruel hybrid, gruel hybrid? Gruel hybrid, gruel hybrid, four. That equals six. She's a three-three. When Wart, Raid Mother, enters the battlefield, you get two red and green goblin warrior creatures. Uh, and each green and or red sorcery and instant spell you play has conspire. Conspire means when you play it, you can tap two creatures that share a color with it, and if you do, you copy the spell. Yeah, and Conspire is a weird ability like that because it just seems like they they had to pick to tap two dudes to copy it, and that's what's balanced. It's it's a very parasitic mechanic on the game because it's like I have to remember that Conspire is two dudes. Yeah. And that, if it was to ever come back, same color, be, right? I, I feel like if it was to come back and actually be printed, not maybe evergreen, but just to be done again, and there was too many Conspire cards that could get way out of hand. Yeah. As we're going to prove conspire. in this episode, yeah. where we're going to make it get out of hand. Okay, so Ark of the Opposition. Why are we talking about Gruul, the uh, Wart the Raid Mother? Last week we told you we're flipping the ally color pairs on their head. What does that mean? That means we are going to take an ally colored pairing 
Look at what it would normally do in this case. Gruel is your storm the gates, stomp everybody's face in, eat their brains, take a dump on their family, and then leave. Maybe but- eating their brains is a little bit of a black ability, but uh, essentially what he means is Gruel is typically your beat-down aggro color. Correct, which is why I play them all the time. Yes, today... This list is a control deck. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, which is totally the opposite of everything I just said. Yeah. And you know what? When you go to edhrec.com, we looked at it, and it looks like Wart the Raid Mother typically kind of maybe is a control list. Maybe. Just, just based on some of the cards that are in there that, that match our list, you could see how one could play controlly with it when you're copying instants and sorceries. That seems like something that uh, a control deck would like to benefit from because you're getting a s- kind of free value or repeatable value. Which Which is is always good. Yeah, control decks really benefit from that. Yes, they do. Um, Essentially, Wart lets you move away from that all-in aggro kind of strategy and go to this more incremental, grindy strategy, which isn't something that you and I usually talk about, but I really like this list because it plays still a lot of cards that I think we both like. I like it because the general's a goblin. <laughs> Me like goblin. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's get into the recipe. Main course. Creatures. Only eleven creatures. Now I've been pushing and I'm still pushing. I think that's not enough. Yeah, and we're gonna talk later on in the show. Brando had a lot of uh extra suggestions over and above his initial list of suggestions, and we're gonna get those in the uh potential cuts and budget section. Yeah. But moving on, um instance, twenty two sorceries, thirty. That sounds like your typical uh, mono-blue or blue-black or even Esper list when you're talking about how many spells you use to control a game. It sounds like we're control snobs now. And we're going to start wearing dark glasses and pulling our hoods up over our heads so you can't see our expressions because we're professional poker players who are so much better at magic than you. Control, control, mono-blue. What he said. Yeah. Uh, Let's read a couple of the instances and sorceries, though, because they're not that. No, they they really aren't. Let's check out... Should we start with my favorite one of all time? Let's start with my favorite one of all time. We're playing Decimate. (laughs) I love Decimate. Nobody is surprised it's in here. Decimate is a sorcery for two and then a red and a green. Destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land. There's no ors in that sentence. It's all ands. Yep, I love that card. Yep, now, let's pretend it's turn six. Yeah. Turn five, you cast your wart, right? And you've got the two goblins that she makes when she enters the battlefield. Yes. The next turn you go decimate, conspire by tapping my two goblins. What you're going to do then is cast decimate, destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land, and target artifact, and target creature, and target enchantment, and target land. How good does that feel you're gonna, for you? You're going you're gonna to spend four mana and tap two dudes, and you're going to blow up eight things. That's so good. That's so good. Everything about that is good. Yeah. I like everything that we just said. Yeah. Let's read another one. Let's 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 yeah. let's show let's give you another example. Should we do Little Brother of Decimate? Absolutely. How about Hull Breach? Originally from Invasion or Invasion Block. I think that's Invasion. I, I think, think that's it's... the Weatherlight in the picture. I think so. Yeah. Don't talk about it very much. Weatherlight. Anyway, so Hull Breach is a sorcery for red green. That is all. Choose one. Destroy target artifact, or destroy target enchantment, or destroy target artifact and target enchantment. Oh, and. There's the and. I love when it says and. And is the best word in this deck. Yes. Okay, but just 
to clarify, there is a choose one in there. So when you copy a choose one effect with maybe like a fork or a reverberate or a wart the raid mother, you have to choose the same mode. Okay, but because with Hull Breach, that and is in there where it says destroy target artifact and enchantment, you choose it again by default, destroy target artifact and enchantment again. Ooh, it's yeah. so good. The uh, modal spells give you a, a very unique amount of flexibility because you could you could choose the same thing. I mean, you have to choose the same thing twice, but you choose like the most efficient or, or where you're going to get the most value. Yeah. What is modal? Modal is like when a card says choose one. Or so modal. Modal. Is that not what I'm saying? You're saying modal. 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 I'm from Canada. <laughs> we say things like that. We put different emphasis on different syllables. I understand. I just wasn't sure because modal, I think, is a like a acronym for some lame video game. I forget which one it is. <laughs> modal. Yeah. It's when you can choose different things. Right. You choose the same mode when you copy it. Okay, well, we'll we'll still use the word modal because it's fun to say. <laughs> yes. But just know that we're meaning modal, which <laughs> means it has modes that you can choose. That. Yes. Again, what he said. So what else we got going on here? Okay, we'll give you one more example and we'll move on. I like a little ditty called Crushing Vines. Instant this time for green two. Choose one. Destroy target creature with flying or destroy target artifact. And that just shows you that you can you can really be picky and choosy if there's two dirty enchantments or sorry two dirty artifacts or or two assholes with flying out there, you could destroy one of them or you could destroy two of them. Yes, and two is better than one in most cases. Two is one hundred percent better than one. Yes, if you could have two of anything except like inoperable brain tumors, and even then having two inoperable brain tumors, I feel probably isn't any worse than having one. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, because you know, so always take two when you can. Yep. When okay. Some, when somebody offers you one beer, <gasps> isn't it better when they offer you two beers? Oh, he's speaking my languidity. Okay, artifacts. We have one artifact in there right now because this list isn't a hundred percent done, and right now we've got a one pyromancer's goggles. Let me be the first to point out that Ryan is the one taking the lead on this list, uh, and the one uh, artifact in the deck isn't a Solrin. I know, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, newsflash, the deck is going to get less spicy than the spiciness rating that we're going to give you because there's going to be a Sol Ring in it as well. And you know what? I think we're we're trying to find room for Sol Ring and a couple other things, and probably some of our instants and sorceries are going to get cut <laughs> because we're only running 35 lands we're only running one enchantment and we're only running one tutor and the 35 lands super budget there we're is. gonna we're gonna get to the budget section a little bit later but we're not running any duels or fetches or shocks or anything what the hell is going on with our lives I what know. are we doing that that's part of that's part of me just sticking it to brando saying that look at you can do a super sick mana base with uh not a super sick budget. And then you don't play Sky Shroud Claim and color fix your deck for the rest of the game. You mm. sure showed me. <laughs> Sky Shroud Shmyshmoud. <laughs> um, any good utility lands of note? I feel like there probably is. I actually super appreciate and like Care Keep. Uh, yeah, Care Keep, that's kind of like a CCO staple by this point in time, isn't it? I think it might be. Care Keep isn't a legendary land. It taps at a colorless mana, or you can tap one red and it to get a zero one red Kobolds of Care Keep token. What would you do with a red token in this deck other than copy something like Earthquake? Yeah, other than double your Earthquake. 
or Seems double good. your decimate or oh baby <laughs> oh. double your vandal blast if you don't have the mana to uh overload it yeah i suppose yeah, i suppose that's, that's terrible but you I could do it you could double an insurrection just to win more yes because sometimes you just have to win more i love winning more okay continuing on card draw we got nine card draw spells in this deck what colors are we playing blue black <sighs> I didn't think we were playing blue-black, right? No, no, it's girl. It's girl. Nine, <laughs> and now, that doesn't include things that give you some kind of virtual advantage either. Like, we're playing a little ditty called uh, Dragon Lair Spider. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you get a token, like a like a spider token. And It is green. That's important. Colors are important in yeah. this deck. The card draw spells don't include things like that. We're also playing an Ant Queen, which is a 5-5 a five, five creature for 5 that you can tap green and 1 to get a 1-1 one, one green insect creature token. In Brando language, Ant Queen is regular magic player for not Sliver Queen. So I call her piece of shit Sliver Queen. Because <laughs> yeah. she's just not as good so as Sliver Queen. playing piece of shit Sliver Queen, but remember, we're not playing 5 color. Right. Things like that are going to give you a virtual card advantage. They're going to give you some kind of place to sink your mana in. They don't even count as card draw, but they are generating you some kind of card advantage. Yes. So we like those. They also make up for the fact that we're not playing as many creatures as we we probably should be. And to that point, targeted removal. Now, this counts as artifact, enchantment, creature removal, and it counts things that could be model things that could target... <laughs> One thing or many things. 23 things Ooh. that target, remove something. That is very good. Yep. And the same is true if you conspire or overload, what have you. Mass removal, 18. Teeth. Sounds like a pretty sounds good like, way to control the board. Sounds like a control deck to me. Yep. 18 wrath dot deck. It's almost as many as Norin. We always say don't do that unless you're doing it in some unique and spicy way. Like well, we're playing a gruel control deck. Gruel control deck. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We're playing gruel control. Yep. Now, a uh, couple things. Wart costs six mana, and some of those control spells are pretty mana intensive. And we've got six ramp spells, and right now, mana rock one. That is the Pyromancer's Goggles. So I think we might need or might want a couple more ramp spells. We might want a couple mana rocks. Yes. I've seen like the stock EDH rec list has things like um, uh, Lanamore Elves and, and just the one drop or bird, Birds of Paradise one drop mana dorks. Zerta Ancient. Zerta Ancient. Yeah, that's uh, when you tap him for a green, he deals one damage to each opponent. Yep. I like that guy. He's for green red. Yes. Yeah, I like him. That could be something. I mean, if you have the deck, let us know for sure. If you want to build it or if we end up building something like this. Maybe that's something that goes in. I mean, maybe you don't need, like, uh, 52 instants and sorceries. Maybe you do need 52 instants and sorceries. Maybe you just need some more that finds you some land. That could be a thing, yeah. Yes. Three or four more, right? Like two. Yeah, could be a thing, as long as you've got your soul ring in there as well. <laughs> so we're going to talk about card draw, and then we kind of got off kilter there. Let's let's go back to the card draw spells. Those are important in a control deck. Yeah, so a couple things. We've got a little ditty in there called Harmonize, which is uh, four to draw three cards. Two of which are green. Yeah. Green, green, two, draw four. It's a sorcery. We also have... Draw three. What he said. Yes. Lots of what he said. Not very many that's what she said. We'll get to that later. Yes. Yeah. We also have a little ditty called Shamanic Revelation. 
and we were just talking off-air Shamanic Revelation, which we'll read in a sec, or Rishkar's Expertise, which we'll read in a sec. Yes. So, Shamanic Revelation. Is a sorcery for three green green. Draw a card for each creature you control. It also has Ferocious, and the Ferocious ability says... You gain four life for each creature you control with power four or greater. Not as going to happen as often, but draw a card for each creature you control is very good. Presuming you just played Wart or you have Wart and her two little minions, yep. you're going to draw three and or six. anything else that you have. Yes, and you may oh, have Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well. You can copy it and draw yeah. six. Yeah. That's the thing. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, let's read Rishkar's Expertise. Rishgar's Expertise is also a sorcery. It costs six, so one more. But what it says is you draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control, period, new paragraph. You may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand for free. So same thing. You have Wart and her two little dudes, and she's got three power, so you're going to draw three cards just like Shamanic Revelation. And if you copy it, you're going to draw six just like Shamanic Revelation, but that extra mana is... You get a free thing, and if you copy it, you get another free thing. Which is very, very, very powerful. So I I think for the extra one mana, it 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 definitely has a place in the deck. Now, is it better than Shamanic Revelation? Yes. Is the extra two mana over and above Harmonize too many manas? I don't know if it is. I wouldn't say it's better than Harmonize. I would say it's on... Because Harmonize, Harmonize has four. I would say it's about the same as Harmonize, but it's definitely better than Shamanic Revelation. Just because the incremental value you're going to get from Expertise is always going to happen. Whereas the Ferocious ability, maybe not. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Life gain is kind of fun, but that one's really spotty. You're only going to get it with... With the creatures that we have in the deck, you're going to get it with Ant Queen, Jet Charmbreaker Devils. You're going to get it with Tornado Elemental and Silk Lash Spider. And Rampaging Bayloth. And Rampaging Bayloth tokens. Yeah. So, I mean, there there's definitely creatures in there. I mean, of the 11 creatures, you're going to get it with about half of them. And then a couple of them make auxiliary creatures after the fact that you're going to get it with a couple of times, yep. maybe. Maybe you put all three in. You could play all three for sure. Well, let us know. Does anybody play Harmonize, Shamanic Revelation, and Rishkar's Expertise in your green control deck? In your green control deck? I think I might play all three of them in my um, Azusa Lost But Seeking deck. Now, that is a mono green, big creature, big ramp dot deck. That's a very good deck. The deck is good, too, because you, you, you ramp, 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 and, and it does exactly what we talked about last week. Ramp, 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 replace all the cards in your hand with all these awesome green draw spells that we have now, and then big guy, big guy, big guy, like Eldrazi, Eldrazi, World Spine Worm. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I like that too. So I don't know. Let us know. I think that that's good because I do that and I play all three of them. Yeah. F you if you don't. <laughs> F you if you don't like drunk cards. So that's that. We also play a couple of the red wheels, not Wheel of Fortune because it's 90 bucks now. Yeah, apparently we're on budget this week. <laughs> yeah. We're playing Reforge the Soul and Wheel of Fate. But not Magus of the Wheel. Not Magus of the Wheel. Also not budget. Magus of the Wheel isn't budget? Yeah, no. It was only printed in Commander, so it's like a few bucks. What? I'm just throwing it out there. Duh. We're trying a new thing. Not every week, but this week. <laughs> Duh, this week is difficult. Yep. So, how to play. Lines of play. Uh, what do we do? Turn one through three. Ramp. Fly under the radar. 
staple uh, CCO Brando move, fly under the radar for three turns. Yeah, fly under the radar until you get six yeah. mana that you can wart. Then you start to roll. Yeah, and then you kick somebody in the nuts under the table real quick. Yep. And you throw all their cards on the floor, and you give them the old CCO salute right in their face. Yes. Uh, after turn three, you, well, basically what Brando said, your wrath, you take back control of the game, and you need to start controlling the board. Maybe you have wart. Maybe you can... Uh, replace those ramp cards or those those smaller removal spells with the card draw spells that you conspire to double them. Fill your hand back up. Turn six. I'll start rolling. Wart and roll. Yes. That's uh, kind of. It sounds kind of easy to play, but I'm sure that there's very uh, very finite or minute in uh, what am I fucking saying? <laughs> Jesus. As much as we make fun of control players, the difficulty for us is to talk about a control deck, you're talking about a deck that by its nature is going to function on variants, where it really is dependent on what everybody else is doing. Yeah, there's not really any one best line of play unless you're trying to finish the game with a combo or or, or attacking with your big creatures that you have. Yeah, like ideally what you want to do, like Ryan said, is you ramp up, you wrath to take back control of the board like any other control deck would, and then after that point, you're just trying to keep your threats on the table and get their threats slash protection out of the way so that you can smash their head in. Yeah, you go back to that you go back to that twenty three targeted removals. Exactly. Right? And those are for creatures, particularly creatures with flying. That's what uh, green has the best way to deal with, right? Yeah. Things like plummet or whatever. You're destroying pesky artifacts, which could be creatures. Yep. You're destroying enchantments, which again could be creatures, but probably not. They're probably things like Cathar's Crusade or some somebody's got a mana doubler that's letting them pull ahead and yeah. you can F destroy that. that. Yeah. Get get rid of that shit because yeah. that's gonna hinder your chances of winning. Precisely. Yep. I guess I mentioned it before. Do we need to find room for a combo win. We've got some really powerful creatures in the deck, but there's only ultimately only 11 creatures. Yes. For spiciness sake, I kind of don't want to. We talked before we went on the air about about um tooth and nail. Yeah, tooth and nail into Kiki Jiki. What's that other thing? Zealous conscripts. Zealous conscripts. There you yep. go. And you, you know win. what? Tooth and nail and Kiki Jiki are in the stock Wart the Raid Mother list on EDHREC.com. So we would automatically be losing spicy. Plus, we'd be adding another tutor, which drastically reduces spiciness. Yeah. Plus, we'd be being those douchebags that play tooth and nail Kiki Jiki Zealous Conscripts. That. Yes. Which I put in my Noran list, minus oh. the tooth and nail, by the by. Yep. Because I. Ah, well, you're kind sometimes. of a douche. You're kind of a piece of crap. Yeah, sometimes I'm a piece of shit. I don't. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that we. Maybe we do cut down on the instant sorcery section and we add something like. Uh, I have written down here Dragon Broodmother. Yep, not so, on budget, apparently. I just learned that today that Dragon Broodmother yeah, is apparently worth shit, money. Dragon Broodmother is actually over 13 bucks American, which is. Like, that's. Seventy-seven thirty-eight Canadian, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think today's exchange rate. Yeah, quick conversion yeah. in my head, yeah. Okay, but we're going to give it a read anyways, because if you have a Dragon Broodmother, you're good to go. Dragon Broodmother, 4-4 four, four Flyer for red, 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 green, two. What? And at the beginning of each upkeep, each upkeep. Very important. Put a one-wood red and green creature token with flying and devour two onto the battlefield. That is so good yeah. in this deck and in general. Yeah, red-green, important, so you can conspire your red or green spells. Correct. 
and devour two important because every time one comes in, it can devour. And for every creature it devours, you put two plus one plus one counters on it. Yes, and they fly, so they give you protection in the air. So they get big, big. There's yeah. yeah, they fly so they can get around earthquake effects. Yes. Which is super important. Or around ground-bound blockers. They're very good. That's a really good card. Yeah, and the other thing about it is it's going to trigger your shamanic revelation. Yes, it is. And again, for spiciness, though, you are going to lose some spice because it's in the stock edhrec.com list. Of course it is. Terrible. Well, it's good, right? It's a great card. Uh, what else did we have written down? We had, if if you're not going to want to go the combo win, you might want to do something like, uh, Brando suggested Awakening Zone, and then today he brought up Vicious Shadows as well. Oh, so yeah. So we're going to give both of those guys a read because the interaction there is pretty cool, and Awakening Zone actually acts like a little bit of a ramp spell. Awakening Zone is an enchantment for two and a green. It says, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create a 0-1 colorless Eldrazi spawn creature token. What? Eldrazi spawn creature token. There we go. With sacrifice this creature, add one colorless to your mana pool. So you get a dude that you could conspire with, or you could sacrifice. You can't actually conspire with them because they're colorless. Oh, yes, that's right. They're, yes. okay. So they're not as good for the actual conspiring or the nature of like abusing wart, but you, they do make mana. They are a three-drop ramp spell that when you sacrifice them, Vicious Shadows does a little bit of a thing. Yes, it does. Vicious Shadows is a red enchantment for red six. Ooh, that's big. And it says, whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play, you may have Vicious Shadows deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. So you sack your Eldrazi spawn token for a mana to do whatever, and then you could possibly just seven somebody. Yep. Or if you're one of those jerk bags that plays a reliquary tower and a spell book in every deck you play, and you got a mitt full of 12 cards, it's like, welcome to hell. Yeah. Or if, uh, you know, a buddy across the table's got, like, a consecrated sphinx, and draw, 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 yeah, eat a bag of dicks, consecrated sphinx, vicious shadows, sacrifice five Eldrazi spawn, take... 50. You may spend the rest of the game licking my beanbag. You may spend the rest of the game walking back and forth from Brando or F.U. Smitty's fridge getting me beer. Yes. Yep. I like that, Or too. if we play at my house now that I have a baby, you can walk to my fridge. Yes, we could do that as well. You can walk to anybody's fridge and bring me beer anytime I cast Vicious Shadows and you have Consecrated Sphinx. That's probably how that would probably go. Honestly, that I, is, it is. I, I'm yeah. not a psychic, but I know how to play magic. <laughs> yes. And Vicious Shadows will do that for you. Yeah. Um, here's another thing that we uh, that we thought of is a little ditty called Bearer of the Heavens. Let, let's give him a read real quick. So, speaking of red and then a whole crap ton of mana, Bearer of the Heavens, red, seven, creature giant, ten, ten. When oh. Bearer of the Heaven dies... Destroy all permanents at the beginning of the next end step. Ooh. So if you just have a random eight mana kicking around, you can use him to con like play him. He's a 10-10. Nobody will want to kill him. You can use him to conspire your, yes, your spells. You, you could attack with him for 10, or you could kill him yourself if you want to wipe the board of everything. Now, you got to be careful doing that because that's going to lose you some political points, and you might end up getting everybody else beer for the rest of the night after that, because they're probably going to, um, they'll for, la yeah, for lack they'll of a better word, they're going to skull fuck you. Yeah, they're going to stone cold stomp a mud hole in your ass. <laughs> yes, probably in real life. Like yeah. Some people probably actually hit you. 
Yeah. So you got to be careful doing that stuff like that. That card is kind of crappy like that. But if you, if you're playing Cutthroat Commander, then go go all in. Yeah. Or you could play something like Bear Umbra. Bear Umbra is pretty good in Commander. That's the one where it gives the dude plus three plus three when it deals combat damage to the player. You untap all your land, or when it attacks, you untap all your land. It doesn't even have to do damage. Yeah. There we go. So that's way better. And you could play that, and then when Bear of the Heavens destroys all permanents in play, you still have a Bearer of the Heavens, and everybody else ain't got shit. You know what? Instead of, like, Bearer of the Heavens, we are playing currently Alpha Brawl, which is really just another expensive red spell, but it acts as a one-sided wrath. We've talked about one-sided wraths in black and and playing them. Yep, like Hex. Hex, uh, six mana, or in Garrick's Wake, or um, what's the... Plague Wind. Plague Wind. Costs like 100. Yes. And we're playing those. Alpha Brawl is kind of the same. We'll give Alpha Brawl a read here. Alpha Brawl is a sorcery for six red, red. Target creature an opponent controls deals damage equal to its power to each other creature that player controls. Then each of those creatures deals damage equal to its power to that creature. That basically says target giant thing deals damage to everything and then everybody dies. Yeah. And and if you're lucky or strategic enough, you could have all of those things kill the giant thing too, as long as they're kind of close in size. Yes, I I'm not a big fan of Alpha Brawl just because you know it only this, wipes this out one guy. It's it's great when you um when your opponent has something like shitty uh, Sliver Queen, shitty, shitty Sliver, Sliver Queen, Queen um, Ant Queen, or like what we're playing um, Hornet Queen yep. makes a bunch of tokens. All those tokens cumulatively kill the ant queen and then the ant queen kills all them yeah it's it's not too bad so it works good right? it would be really good if you had a repercussion which yes. i also think would go really good in this deck yeah so repercussion enchantment for three whenever a creature deals it gets dealt damage it deals that much damage to its controller yes that that makes alpha brawl way better yeah it goes back to that thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago where something costs eight it should win you the game yes well like star of extinction and and repercussion yes Yep. Except so, just for them. Th- those are a little bit of the, the suggestions or how to play it, right? Um, strengths and weaknesses. We'll start with weaknesses because um, there's a few that I want to highlight, and then there's probably a few strengths that can kind of counteract that. So it's slow. It is slow. It's slow even with ramp. I mean, if you wanted to hang your nuts out there and maybe put some mana rocks or, sorry, mana dorks in, the dorks, the one and two drop dorks, are usually how you're going to get your ramp on turn one and two. Yes. Right? And they die to all your removal. And they which die is to why all your own removal. Yeah, that's why that's putting your nuts out there. And everybody you're, else's. Because you're going to get ramped in there, and then it's going to go away once you try and wrest control of the game back, which is yeah, why it's that's a weakness. Right. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe you do the, the, the ramp spells at two mana and three mana. We're already doing the ones at three. You do the ones at two. Maybe that makes it a little bit faster. Maybe. Maybe. This might just be a deck where you kind of just have to accept that your early game yeah. might not be the best. Yeah. And I mean maybe that means you play it in the the bigger games, yeah. the the 5 and 6 player games, right? And we do have 2 and 3 drop removal spells. And I mean just because you're not copying them for ultimate abuse, you still run them out there. Yeah, you're still wiping out. You still people. have like 50 other ones. Yeah, you still have 50 <laughs> spells that you can use to remove or kill something. So yeah. don't worry about I that. I guess don't be afraid to run out your early removal spells instead of early ramp spells yeah yeah sometimes you got to do that okay um no current combo win to my mind a slow grindy control deck usually has that combo yeah. to finish it off is it a weakness when you're playing gruel though when you can just beat in wholesale style like after the game's kind of run its course i don't i don't know how big of a weakness that is but it's 
when you're talking just plain old control deck, in my mind's eye, I'm winning with some kind of combo finisher in EDH. Yeah, you're playing Doomsday combo. You're playing tooth and nail combo. You're doing some kind. And if you run into a deck that's tuned up to deal with creatures, you might have a harder time dealing with that player because while they're not going to have the resources that they probably should have to beat you, they are geared up to kill the resources that you are trying to use to kill them. So a combo might be helpful in that way. Or Vicious Shadows. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reactive. Like all control decks, I get that, but it's reactive. If somebody doesn't if somebody's doing nothing because they're mana screwed or flooded or whatever, you are doing stone cold ass nothing. You got 12 creatures or 11 creatures, so there's not even a whole bunch of creature draws that you're going to have. And those creatures cost like between four and like nine, yes. eight or whatever the highest converted mana cost creature is in the deck. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Uh, may want more creatures. We've beat that one to death, though, so we're not going to go into that a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Strengths. I like this. Unexpected. And nobody sees this coming. I like the unexpectedness that the CCO podcast brings to the table. Like that. Agreed. Uh, can act as a beatdown deck in the late game. Which I really appreciate. That's what you like, and that's why um, it's still kind of a gruel deck, despite being a control deck. As much as we tried to make it a blue deck, for lack of a better word, it, it's still gruel at the end of the day. Yes, at the end of the day, a la end of the game. Yes, <laughs> which is when it counts. Very political, and it can kill pretty much anything. Yes. Very um, political, and I'm going to add to that modal effects. Modal effects. Which adds to the variance, which we like. Yep. Um, and it lets you, again, leverage your spells. Like those ones where you pick this or that or this and this and this or that. You can say, like, hey... I'm going to wipe out these two things, but leave you with that. Don't attack me. Specifically, I could wipe that out as well. Yeah, Mike, th- here's the card. It's on the table. I could just kind of change my mind a little bit and get your thing too. Don't mess with me. Yeah. That's a fun thing about playing control in EDH. And a good thing about playing a control deck like this, where it's reacting to things that have already been played, whereas you're not sitting there being like, I'll counter it. Oh, oh yeah. I'll counter it. Yeah, that's it, right? That's the worst thing Does you'll ever Does it resolve? Do. It resolves. Or my my personal least favorite, no. <laughs> oh, when people say no, when they counter my shit, I will reach across the table and smack those cards right out of your stupid hand. Who does that? Every blue control player. I'm glad we don't have very many of those. And you know what? I play blue control. That's fine. I play I play control decks. You know, I'm playing Counterspell and Force of Will and Mana Drain and stuff. I have all that in my Esper Aloro deck, and it's a douchebag deck, believe me. But you don't just say no. no. Ugh. Throw up in my mouth. Stupid ever, stupid everything. Um, budget is heck. Next strength. $77 for this deck in its current form. So it's a strength for people who don't have a big budget. For people like us, it's a goddamn weakness. Because I want to play Micasynth Lattice, Ryan. <laughs> Micasynth Lattice, yeah. I want expensive. to play Smelt, and I want to kill anything. I want to tap one red and kill anything why play smelt when you could play into the core which smelt costs one (laughs) and is shitty but it kills everything and there's nothing that feels better in commander than playing a shitty why are you playing that card and killing literally the best thing on the table nothing feels better than that that is good i like that oh for sure let's talk a little bit about the budget of the deck because i I said it's 77 dollars 
and we could add a whole crap ton of more money to it, or we could actually shave some off. We're looking at a little ditty called Song of the Dryads. It's five seventy five American, which is like eighty seven ninety two Canadian. Yep, current exchange rate. And enchantment green two, enchanted thing is a forest. That's it. That's it. Yep. Cast on target red general. See you later. GG, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, you could instead cost or cast lignify. Yep, I like Lignify. Brando's going to give Lignify a read here because it's a it's a good little green one. I like that. Lignify is a tree folk aura, tribal enchantment. <laughs> what? Uh, for one and a green, enchant creature, enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a tree folk with base power of 0-4. So Lignify doesn't get rid of it a la... Song of the Dryads. Like Song of the Dryads does, yeah, but uh, it does essentially get rid of any creature. It'll turn off that annoying creature. It'll turn off that worm coil engine. It'll turn off that Cranko. It'll turn off anything. Yeah, virtually any, any general that's in there. Yeah, I think Song of the Dryads hits anything though, right? Yeah, yeah, Song of the Dryads is strictly a better card. But if we're building on a budget, Lignify will get us. It will get us there. Yeah, and Lignify gives us uh, how much does it cost there? Twenty-seven cents. That's a good. That's it's like good. eighteen bucks Canadian. Yeah, that's a good price. It's a good price for Lignify. <laughs> yeah. So when we uh, we talked about some of the other ones there, we talked about Dragon Broodmother would significantly spruce the deck up, but she's thirteen bucks. Um, we have a couple written down here. Clan Defiance. We didn't add this in the original one, and we had a good little discussion about Clan Defiance because it's one of those modal cards, and it is red, green, X. Choose one or more. Clan Defiance deals X damage target creature with flying, deals X damage target creature without flying, and deals X damage target player. So you could choose uh, all three, and when you conspire to copy it, you get all three again, but you have to make sure that you still have another flyer to target, another non-flyer to target, another player to target. Now, you can choose the same thing twice, uh, the same flyer twice, for example, but if the first time it gets killed, the second time it won't hit anything. Yeah, it'll fizzle out. It's it's how magic works. So just make sure you have either two targets or you spread both spells over to to kill the same thing, right? Yeah, and burn out the same person twice because that also feels good. That's just like killing their stuff with smelt. Yes. It feels good. And Clan Defiance is 35 cents. You know what? Clan Defiance could almost take the take the role of like um, like hurricane effect. It could almost be a Comet Storm. It could almost be a Hurricane. Yeah, and Comet Storm used to be expensive, but it's not anymore. It could be Bonfire of the Damned. Is that is that one still expensive? Because Bonfire of the Damned is XX, deals X damage target creature, or target player, and each creature that player controls. And it's like three bucks. And Clan Defiance is like 25 cents. Yeah, I would actually probably play Clan Defiance over Bonfire of the Damned oh, yeah. anyway. Because if you're not miracling it, it's going to cost you... To do the same amount of damage, you have to pay five. And yeah, you might wipe out more creatures, but like it costs. If you're paying five into something, you're gonna wipe out their best thing. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. It might yeah. be a little better, but I like Clan Defiance a little more. Okay. Well, Just... maybe you cut Bonfire three bucks for Clan Defiance, which is like twenty-seven cents. Maybe that's how you shave off. You get below the seventy-five dollar range. Yep. And now you we'll... cut. Uh, Dryad Arbor, no, not Dryad Arbor, Song of the Dryads. Yep. You cut uh, six more bucks there. All of a sudden, you're down, you know, nine bucks. You're getting close to that, yeah, that 65 that, that $60 range. That Magic 50 that they build with on that other show. Yeah. 
F those guys. Yeah, F those guys big time. Even though I gave them the super sweet shout out at the start of the show. F yeah. them. Yeah, but now I'm bitter about this budget. So F them now. Okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the other one? Over Were they the ones abundance. That, hang on just Wait a, a second. second. Were they the one that was telling me on Twitter that I should stop building with foil basic lands? Was that them? Um, Somebody on Twitter was being like, they oh. They just said to use not duels and shocks and things like um, uh, Terramorphic Expanse and stuff was good. So is that you telling me to stop foiling out decks, Ryan? No. Oh, there was um, um somebody said who that. the heck was it? Oh, it was one of our main listeners. Oh shit! Sorry, I remember you saying it, but I don't remember who it was. Fuck. And it's a good thing too because f you now the f you's in the mail and on the show and in your face. Ah, I will never play a non-foil basic land. That yeah yeah. That is not how they, I roll. They had commented about um the budgetness of the decks that you put onto tappedout.com forward slash users forward slash cco podcast. Yes. And how they were more expensive looking because you use foils all the time. Well, I use foils all the time. If you want to play pleb decks, <laughs> play non-foil versions of them. This is good cop, bad cop. I agree with um, the audience at large. I'm actually okay with not playing foils all the time, except for basic lands. Non-foil basic lands, just... That's a no. thing. If you want your deck to look sweet, like why don't you just play white border lands? Oh, old border foil lands. F you, Evan. Yeah, I agree. Yep, those are those are very sweet. I like those for sure. Last one, I mentioned it before, but then you went on a tangent about foils. Yeah, overabundance. Love that card. That is essentially mana flare doubles everybody's mana, but every time you tap a land for mana, it deals damage to you. Yes, one damage per mana. And actually, when speaking of effects like that, like mana barbs, we'll say, mm -hmm. uh, where every time a land becomes tapped for mana, it deals damage. Oh, yeah, it's like it. mana barbs mixed with mana flare. Yeah. That would be an interesting direction we could have gone with this deck as well, where you play all those punisher effects so players kill themselves as they're trying to get yeah. back into you know the what? game. Th that, that kind of build feels more red-black than red-green to me. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, Punisher effects or, or things like that. Right? I just figure in this effect, like, and you're right, but I figure with this particular deck, you could use the green to get out in front and then start doing things like Ruination and uh, yeah. Desert Twister, Destroy Permanence and stuff. We could play Desert Twister Yeah, in we this could, deck. for sure. Because it destroys target permanent for six. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and it And you conspire it, you destroy two target permanents for six. And that's pretty good. That's it's like in, casting Vindicate and Vindicate. Yeah, I mean, in red-green, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because red and green don't have Vindicate. That's right. But they do. Those are twisted. <laughs> and you know what? Overabundance doesn't hurt you that bad once you either have more mana dorks, if you so choose to build that way, or if you have more dudes that just tap to conspire double things. Yes. So you're not even tapping lands that often, other than to cast the original spell. So what? You take two or three, maybe even four damage. Yeah, at that point you're playing on efficiency and you're wiping out your opponent's stuff. Yeah, that's And they got to okay. keep playing more stuff to keep up with you, so maybe that could have been a direction we go to. Yep. Okay. Now we're going to go into card, card of, the, of week. the week. Harvest season. Harvest season. What is harvest season? It is a sorcery, it looks like. For green two, search your library for up to X basic land, where X is the number of tapped creatures you control, and put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Now, harvest season is in the stock list on edhrec.com, and that doesn't really have any bearing, but it kind of does. We're, we we want to pick something unique. But Harvest Season is uniquely better in a Conspired deck. Yes, because you're tapping dudes to copy the spell. Therefore, you are enabling 
this spell to be better just by playing it the way that your deck is supposed to play it. And yep. other decks will not get that advantage. Yep. Now, what would be even better is if you had three dorks that you could tap for mana, one mana each, and then two more dorks to conspire with. So when you cast it, you have five tap dudes and you're doubling it. So you search for 10 basics. 10 basics. Yeah, last time I searched for 10 basics, that cost like six or eight mana. It cost a lot more than zero. Yeah, or well, Well, three. not zero, three. but you're, you're tapping zero land to do it. Yeah, so sick. That's pretty good. I like that lot. So we like that, and it's from Amonkhet. It is 46 cents. Yeah, so like, what, 10 bucks Canadian? Yeah, not even bad. Yeah, that's not a bad price. It's yeah. pretty good. Pretty standard for a card. And it's got a sweet picture on it, too. It's got, like, a mummy that's tending her garden. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like that's that. That's like what Rebecca does now. Oh. <laughs> She's a mommy that tends her garden. We pulled all the... We actually made tomato soup today. Neat. I yeah. smell like an onion. I can't smell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You should smell my hat. Smell my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. Okay. <laughs> Nasty. Okay, my two favorite parts. Milk list and then spicy calculator. Ooh. Okay. Milk list. The most common cards at each converted mana cost in red green as per edhrec.com starting at zero zero mana crypt no no not on budget soul ring no currently no because i'm a dumbass what but uh, probably a good card for the deck yeah that's going in yeah yeah it's a pretty good card secure a tribe elder no cultivate yeah explosive vegetation yep acidic slime no war storm surge no Avenger of Zendikar. Nope. Big Daddy Butt Sex Trastodon. Nope. Blasphemous Act. Yes. Oh, yeah. number That's number three at the nine drop slot. We got Kozlik, Butcher of Truth. Nope. World Spine Worm. Nope. Blightsteel. Nope. Emrakul, The Promised End. Nope. Jeez. Three Milk Listers. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pre Although some of them I think actually might go on the deck. I think Acidic Slime would probably be good. Probably pretty good. And so would Terastodon. Yeah, because Acidic Slime, once he gets his thing, he's like done, so you can tap him to conspire. Yep, and he's a death touch blocker. I like that. That's good a, for control deck. Yeah, that's controly deck stuff. And uh, Terastodon seems like a pretty good finisher. Yeah. And in a pinch, you could destroy your own things to make elephants for yourself yes. that you could use to conspire. Yes. That seems good. Or you could just destroy your opponent's stuff. Yeah, and then which is, beat him down with your bigger elephant. Yeah, big elephant. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Spice calculator, and I promise you that the infographic's going up online soon. It is. Trust you, me, I've you, gotten like eight hours sleep in the last four days. You did have a baby, so nobody's holding it against you. Yeah, F everybody, except for me <laughs> and my baby. And me. And my baby's mom. That's not me. <laughs> okay, so popularity. At the time that we built the list, there's 575 lists for Wart. The average converted mana cost for this list without the changes that we talked about making. 3.42. Um, right on average. Yeah, that's that's right, pretty good. Right yeah. on par, right? Yep. Critical turn and at optimal game size. We maxed those out because the deck is slow. Its critical turn is five or more. Yep. I would right? say five because that's not a first. The first wrath comes down like we talked about. That's where you're getting control of the game. And if they can't rebuild, you're going to beat them to death. Yeah. Or five is the turn that you play wart and then you can double your next earthquake effect yeah right i think that that uh, that's a good place to put it optimal game size you want the game to go slow you want yeah. your opponents to have a lot of different targets and a lot of other people to attack so you're going to want to play this deck in games that have five or six people 
Just, you could probably do it in four, I think, if you were yeah, very good at it. But. Yeah, maybe. And you know what? I think that the standard way to play Commander is with four people. And yeah. I, I don't want to get too far away from that just because you and I play in big four and five, or five and six and even seven player games Those sometimes. Those insane. This deck would be good in like a seven player game even. Yes. Because there's so many other things going around to divert attention off of you because you, and you're going to need that in the first few turns, right? Yes. Okay, uniqueness rating. This is how different the deck is from the stock list on EDHREC.com. 35 different cards in our list than on EDHREC. Yes, which might go down a touch based on some of the yeah, stuff we You know what, about. I'm gonna, even though it's not in there, I'm going to say 34 because Soul Ring. <laughs> yeah. 34 different cards. A, a lot of our stuff, I'm not sure a lot of it was even in here. We talked about some stuff that doesn't exist on this deck anyway. Yeah. So we're still spicy AF. Yeah. You know what? We punch it all into the spicy calculator. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 54.8. That's, That's pretty, good. That's pretty spicy. That's legit. I like that. That's pretty spicy. And spicy at 77 bucks. Yeah. Which is, okay, fine. I mean, your dollar value usually goes up when your spice rating goes down because you want to- Because you're playing junk. You're, yeah, you're playing junk. Or you're playing good stuff that costs lots. So our deck could yeah. be easily could be three hundred dollars, and the spiciness could be like twenty five. Yeah. Or our our spiciness could be the same, and it just costs a bunch more. <laughs> yeah, because we're playing unconventional things that just happen to be good and cost money. Yeah, like what's that one uh, droplet of honey or whatever? Yeah, drop a well, drop of honey. It'd be good in this deck. No, it wouldn't. Let's give it a read, including price. Drop of honey, including price. Oh. Drop of Honey is an enchantment for green. And it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy the creature with the least power. It can't be regenerated. If two or more creatures are tied for power, you choose one of them. When there are no creatures on the battlefield, sacrifice Drop of Honey. Including price, it is about $450. Dang. Good green control card. Yeah, not on budget. No. Don't you have a funny story about Drop of Honey? Yes, I do. Because I was trying to buy one for like three weeks from our local game store, and the guy didn't want to show up with his binder to sell it to me. Mm, maybe he knew something about the price, because how much did you want to pay for it? 40 bucks. <laughs> it's worth 10 times as much now. I'm sorry. I know. I'm also sorry. I could have been mine. Yes. Well, let's play Periphery Nodes. It's white, but it does the same thing. Yeah. The road not taken, I guess. Yes, sir. Final thoughts of the day. Do you have anything that you need to say about the deck one last time? Real quick, I super love Gruel decks, and I love that I can play a Gruel deck that isn't your your like a savage stomp of a deck where you're just like running in and kicking everybody's ass and playing dudes that jump over walls and attack. It's different than a Rurik Thar or some other kind of you know silly aggro deck, which I usually tend to play. And this has enough aggro in it where I can still play it and be good at it. But it also has that control feel, too, and I think a lot of people, when they look at this, and since it's on budget, you could throw this together with stuff that you have probably in your boxes, and I think it'll give you a varied and super exciting play experience every time. All right, so before we move on, I'm going to give you a teaser for next week in our arc of opposition. Next week, we're going to be doing Blue-White, an Azorius aggro deck. <laughs> Azorius aggro deck. How the, how the hell are we going to pull that off? Who knows? We don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. We're going to figure it out, and we're going to share what we've discovered with you on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!